US 131 Motorsports Park. What you like most about drag racing? We are live right now with Modified to the Lanes. Welcome to the US 131 Motorsports Park Drag Racing Podcast. Strap in and hang on for all the latest news, results, and happenings from the fastest quarter-mile track in the world. Gary and Justin will offer different perspectives for what's going on at the track and highlighting different drivers and events along the way. This week, we will be covering the IHRA Team Finals this past weekend and talking a little bit about the dominating force that was Team US 131. <laughs> and we'll also be talking to Tyler Fisher uh, to, to give us a little bit of information on the this weekend's Ann's No Shootout Dash for Cash motorcycle event. That's uh, it's a full weekend. You'll, you won't want to miss the interview with Tyler that we have coming up. So thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our show. If you enjoy it, please rate us accordingly tell, and tell your friends and family. If you have any ideas or suggestions, please let us know. So, Gary, this weekend, uh, it was quite the party in the pits all weekend long. <laughs> it was quite a bracket finals. Uh, uh, which team won that again? I can't remember. You know, the, the, the team from US 131, actually the, the team one or the, the dark side, Jason's team, mm -hmm. they, uh, they showed out and, and won the whole thing. And, you know, the, the, with the rules change that they had this year with, with uh, 25 car teams, and we were allowed to bring two 25 car teams, which made it kind of nice that we could still bring 50 cars. But yeah. the, the one team, <laughs> they showed out in a big, big way. Yeah. Well, as, in terms of results, of course, top was uh, not a, a US-131 final, but uh, Marty McKinney uh, won over Grant Zim Zimmerman. And these were, yep. uh, these were door cars. The two left standing oh, yeah. atop, which I thought was kind of cool, kind of different. Yeah, actually, four cars, three out of four were door cars. Mm -hmm. And Christine Kerbitz was the last dragster standing, she was, she was still in it, four yeah. cars. Yeah, semifinal. So Christine got so, a, a bunch of points, and she won at least um, six points. Oh, yeah. To, to add to the total for US 131. Yep. And, but the other three classes were all won by 131 folks, right? Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable performance. <laughs> That's for sure. Donnie Dollars, or, or actually, uh, Stacy would like to call him Double O Donnie. Double O Donnie Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> With 131, he was uh, 22 on the final round, ran dead nine, 31 total. And uh, Rich Perdue from Ubley, a, a good racer for sure, he was uh, 46 reaction time. So he was uh, oh, yeah. not even in. He, of course, he even broke out. Mathematically ineligible. That's there. right. So Johnny kinda, <laughs> Donnie shut him out. In the uh, in street, it was Steve Messick, second time in a row, right? Didn't he repeat yes. from last year? Second and, year in a row for Steve Messick, mm -hmm. and what what a what a day Steve had! I mean, he he was driving really really well, and and he had Wilhelm, mm -hmm. Mr. Steelio Girl, uh, from <laughs> Team Muncie, yes. And Jordan had two different cars. Mm -hmm. Running one in street and one in modified, and he carried them both a long, long ways. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, his um, modified car is quite a bit faster, obviously, than the street, a good three quarters of a second or something like that. Oh, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, Messick left first in that final round. He had 25 on the tree, ran 19 off, to 44 total, and Jordan, Jordan red lighted. 
not a bad run. And, and nope. yeah, that's, that was all she wrote once, uh, once Jordan left just a little too soon and, and turned on the wind light for Steve Messick. It was going to be tough anyhow, because uh, Messick did his job in his lane. I always like to see that. Oh yeah, definitely. Then in a junior dragster, Evan, man, Hunter. this kid is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it, and, and so there, there was a couple things I was talking to Tracy earlier a little bit and we weren't sure the last time an 890 car won bracket finals. Oh, I can't ever. Remember. I don't know if it's happened. I, I, I doubt I, it. I don't know if it's happened. So mm. he's got that going for him because he's in an 890 car. Yeah. The other mm. thing that, that he's got going for him, he's the first US 131 driver to win the junior dragster class. Oh, really? Finals. Yep. I didn't know that. So Wonderful. that's, I mean, then that, that makes it so that we've won every class now. Yeah, mm-hmm. bracket finals. Oh yeah, that covered it. And, uh, so and, and Evan Evan gets to make a trip to Memphis for the IHRA Summit Super Series mm-hmm. World Finals for his efforts. Yep. And man, we were we were talking a little bit ago trying to figure out how many trips the Mutchlers have made to <laughs> to Memphis. And, you know, somebody asked if he needed directions, and, and I think Tracy said something about, I can find my way home, I can find way, my way to Memphis International Raceway. Well, I think he can. <laughs> so, I think he can. Yeah. And so we, we decided that Allie, Evan's older sister, went in 2014 14, and again correct. in 2017. Right. Now, mm-hmm. Tracy went in 2016. So mm-hmm. that's four trips to Memphis in the last five years for the Mushler family. Yeah. Yeah, solid, right. solid showing. Definitely representing us well. Oh yeah, that's and I mean that what a that was probably my favorite win like to see come on over the whole weekend was that final round over Mason Osborne from Great Lakes Dragway. Mm-hmm. It just it, I was I was amazed every time because it, it was it was a seven round race in junior dragsters. Mm-hmm. The first round Evan got a got an eleven ninety car. He had one by run. Every other car that he raced was a 790 car. <laughs> so what's, what's the speed just, difference between the two? Him and a 790. Evans car. usually running about 70 to 71 miles an hour. And they're going and 80, the 80. 790 right? cars are about 82 to 85. Yeah. So yeah, quite a speed difference. And so, I mean, every time Evan went by where where our spot on the grandstands were, he was looking over his shoulder, looking for the nose of that car to come rolling up on him. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, for a 790 car, with Evan being that close to the tree, it's not easy for them either. Not no, with a 50 no, mile an hour difference, you know. That's no. And in one round, I think it was second round. Evan was 004 on the tree, took four thousandths at the finish line, and was like 12 total. Mm-hmm. That's so just a <laughs> just an unbelievable streak of of good runs for Evan Mutchler. Yeah, he did just good enough. And finally, he was 38 on the tree. He was 57 yep. safe. 95 total, and that uh, Mason Osborne was 90 total. 90 oh. reaction time, sorry. Right, so, right. So he, so he had he a 5,000th window. You know? right. I guess he had a little window. He could have got it done, but he ran 200s off the dial. You know, probably just let him go down there. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And, and Mason Osborne won the gambler's race Friday night for the junior dragsters. So uh, he, he, he was in two finals over the weekend, and Won one of them and, and lost probably the bigger one mm-hmm. to, to Evan Mutchler. Yeah. Yeah, I see that here. So, we have the other results. Of course, the team captain's race. I'm not sure what happened to our, our team there, but uh, Mark well, Krunemaker from Muncie won over Lindsay Sawyer from Great Lakes. So they weren't around the final. 
Yep. And, you know, it's the team captain's race. I know we were up there watching Sunday morning, and there's, let's see, there's five different lights on the Christmas tree. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, the three amber ones, a green one, and then that ugly one at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, that one was on when, when Jason stopped, threw the truck in reverse, and backed out of the gate. <laughs> we didn't see him for a while. So <laughs> Jason, JP, red lit first round, and, and that ended his day in the uh, track operator's race. Oh, uh, not like he wasn't trying, but uh, a little early. Huh? <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely a, a hard-fought effort for for him to, to defend his because he's always done really well in the track operators race. Mm-hmm. I know it. Yeah. Every so, year. It yeah. was kind of a disappointment, but nevertheless, uh, it didn't matter. We, we didn't need him to, to win everything. Uh, Friday's gambler race. We were pretty well represented. We had uh, in top ET, Todd Streffing, who races here once in a while on the Osceola team. He was runner up in yep. top. Uh, Stan Jones yep. won in modified, huh? Now, with Stan, I, I don't know how much luckier a guy can get on the drag strip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is in the yeah. so so a couple of years ago, and I and I don't know what the exact year was, uh, and and I could probably find out. But either way, they they do a lottery. So basically, for ten bucks, you can go buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. They draw two tickets out of the hat, and those two run off, and the winner of the runoff gets inserted into the next round of competition. Well, mm. a few years ago, Stan won the lottery, got back in, and won the gambler's race. Mm-hmm. He did it again Friday night. Same thing happened. Same exact thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> he lost third round, got a lottery ticket, got his got his ticket pulled out of the hat, mm-hmm. and won the runoff between him and Joel Neary. Mm-hmm. And he marched his way through the final round and turned on the last win late of the night. Yeah. So you so jump, he got jump to back. skip a couple rounds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because um, there was there was over a hundred and ninety cars staged first round for Nobox Gamblers. Mm-hmm. It was a huge class, it, it, and I, wow. I went fairly deep and ran into a buzz saw that was Stan Jones. He was perfect mm-hmm. against me. Really? And, wow. Oh yeah, that was at twelve cars. Wonderful. So that was oh. fifth round or so, huh? That was. Sixth. I think that was sixth round. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yep. 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 Then on that's, the, that's, that's Stan, though. <laughs> they, and, you know, a, another thing about Stan, he was running Dave Wells' truck that he'd never sat in before. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> they, had a, they, they were doing maintenance on the Monza during the week and, and ran into a slight issue that he decided he'd better just park the car mm-hmm. and not try to push it and risk breaking some parts. And... Dave Wells offered up the truck, which has been really, really good to Dave all season oh, long. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it, it it was just as good to stand over the course of the weekend. That's amazing. Unfamiliar truck. Must leave about the same. Bottom bowl, it, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's it's got to. And uh the so, Sunday's gambler race actually started on Saturday, right? One round was yep. in the books. First and, round was run Saturday. Yep. Uh, Lane Ledford won in top. Or Jace Deering in the Sunday Gamblers race. Yep. Uh, Jordan Wilhelm over. Who's this guy here in the, in the runner-up in the modified Sunday Gamblers race? Johnny Hagar. Another uh, final. Two in a row. Yeah, that's two finals over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, two in a row. Amazing. 
It is. And then, I mean, Jordan Wilhelm was the runner up in street on Saturday night. and He won the mm-hmm. Novax Gamblers on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, Jordan's from, no slouch either. No, from uh, Muncie. From, yeah, from Team Muncie. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, just a couple other uh, noteworthy finishes. Mark Boardman made it to the semifinals and modified on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Mark was doing really well. I know his his family was up in the stands cheering him on, and man, they were so excited. His when his wind light just kept turning on and turning on. Mm-hmm. That was, that was good. And Andy Colvin went down to the quarterfinals and modified. Yeah, so, when we had yeah, six uh, six left and modified, three of them were for US one thirty one cars, right? We had half the cars in at, at six. Yeah. So that was solid, solid showing for Team US one thirty one. I think between Andy and. Uh, you know, Mark Boardman, I think there's 11 points there you know, yeah. to add to the top. We had yeah, uh, good good car numbers. We had 165 first round and modified. In top, there was 110. And juniors, 83. And street, 44. A total of 402 cars for the first round. Four, 402 cars. That's that's solid. That's, yeah. that's really good for bracket racing. I know in some parts of the country it's not that good. But, man, right here in the Midwest and, the you know, the Great Lakes area, Racket racing is alive and strong mm-hmm. right now, it, and it shows by the you know the numbers that we're at bracket finals over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's actually you know I was looking at this team tally thing, you know all these uh, team one, team two stuff, and it's kind of hard to sort yep. things through. But there's actually 23 teams running for 16 tracks when you okay. break, break it all down, and when yep. you break it when you add them all back up and put them together like we would at any other event, US one thirty one had uh, 84 points. Right, uh, that's Mun- got to be one of our top totals. Oh yeah, I, I don't remember ever getting that many before for sure. It was in the seventies, no, I think. And then, I think uh, yeah, uh, Muncie was second with sixty-eight, and Mid Michigan new this year fifty-three. So those are three very strong tracks right there. For sure. And so, well, and you say that, and I, I know Mid Michigan came in thinking that they were going to do some real damage and and. You know what? By rights, they they really really could have. Mm-hmm. They brought a really strong team, and but fifty three points was yeah. their whole team. Right. Half of our team scored fifty one points. Yeah. I'm just saying. Number one team. <laughs> but that, right. That's three strong teams. If you do, if you combined to, to find number four, that would be that Grand Bend group with thirty nine okay. points. Then uh, Osceola strong finish with thirty three points. Oh, good for them. And then it drops off to Cordova and, and Great Lakes, and they all fall in line. But those those top five, um, not all that far away around here. Of course, Grand Grand Bend's a pretty good little toe in Muncie, but that's yeah. uh, that these these teams from right here, one Northern Indiana and two in, in Michigan, really are, are amongst the well the, the top five places to race in the in the region. Got oh yeah, yeah. This in this area, I mean, this, this is a really, really tough area to, to bracket race in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, there's a group of strong competitors in northern Ohio, northern Indiana, and south, you know, southwest Michigan. Mm-hmm. It just it's 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 super competitive, and it and it showed at the level of competition this last weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it was impressive. That's for sure. And it wasn't just, you know, we won three of the four classes, that's true, but there's a lot of other round wins, a lot of con- contributions from a whole bunch of folks on that team. You're exactly right. You know, right. to get the 84 points together. It wasn't done by three guys. No, 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 no. There was there was a lot of people, you know, doing their thing, going a few rounds, and, and 
you know, I, I, I only got one of those points and it wasn't, it wasn't a lack of effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, but, Scott Taylor, Christine, you know, these, these folks went deep into the competition to, to build up that 84 points. Yeah. And probably a record and, you know, amount of points. I, I would think so. And, you know, the, we had a strong showing in the junior dragster class too. Uh, Bailey Burkhart went really deep in the rounds. Alex Kish oh, yeah. mm-hmm. went deep in the rounds. And, you know, something else that's, uh, I guess it's noteworthy to, to talk about. This last weekend was the first weekend that either Alex Kish or Evan Mutchler won any rounds at bracket finals. Oh, is that right? They've never done yes. any good before? Never done any good. Oh. And they, you know, they both, uh, obviously Evan picked up the win in the main event, but Alex Kish went pretty deep in the rounds himself. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a solid, the monkey off their back, right? That's Oh, definitely. So cool. In the, uh, the speci- special awards, we didn't do so well, but maybe that's uh, maybe a little more political, but uh, it's good to see uh, Mid-Michigan. They won the best appearing car. That was open body car, Joe, Joe Bauman's probably Corvette, right? Yep. And, no, that was, a, that was his dragster, I think. Oh, okay. His, and then, his new uh, dragster that he debuted. Mid-Michigan won the best engineered junior dragster, Corbin yep. Dittenberg. And uh, Mid-Michigan won the uh, best team spirit. Yeah. And, uh, course, and, and good for them. You know what? They, they, were, they were in the stands just down from us, and they had, they had a lot of people in the stands all weekend. Mm-hmm. And I know a, uh, a water balloon fight broke out between the kids from mid Michigan and the kids from us one thirty one. I mean, some of the, some of the kids are big kids that have driver's licenses, but mm-hmm. either way, uh, <laughs> that was, it was a good time. It was a really good time. It's glad that they made the switch over to IHRA and, and joined us for bracket finals and, and looking forward to the competition, you know, next year already. Oh Yeah. Um, there was one special award awarded to the U.S. 131 Motorsports Park. That was Best Appearing Team. That just no, makes sense, everybody. right? Just just take a yeah, look. Exactly. You've got smart, great racers, and good looking, too. You got that right. I mean, not everybody can be as good looking as we are. <laughs> and you know what? So <laughs> Best Appearing Team. We, uh, Very fitting. That's exactly right. IHRA picked it right on that one. And, <laughs> and you know, just one, you know, the the team that was really going for best appearing team, I don't know if you noticed, but Team Osceola mm-hmm. had tuxedo t-shirts on. <laughs> they were that was their effort to go after best appearing team. Yeah, it's a, and they, a brightly colored they too. They did get an honorable they? mention, weren't they? Oh uh, yeah, they were they were brightly colored. Yeah, I saw uh, Roger Woodruff on a mini bike briefly. I think it was his birthday uh, on, oh, sat- yeah. on Saturday, and he was having a good time wearing one of those shirts for sure. Yep, definitely. <laughs> well, I think that's a that's a wrap on this last weekend that was the 2018 IHRA Summit Team Finals. Yep, and it's a really exciting event. And if you if you didn't make it and try to I mean try to make it out whether you whether you're racing or whether you're just cheering the team on for next year, it, it's always a good time and it's a good time to hang out, and relax, and and cheer on. Team US 131, and I mean that worked. This was seven in a row for us. Yeah, they have a lot to be proud so, of, for sure. Unbelievable, very very good. Well, up next we are going to discuss what we previewed in the show. We're talk about modified to the lanes driver of the year. Mm-hmm. 
this is this is a this is something that just just kind of we started talking about actually just earlier today, and this is something to to highlight somebody's performance this year. And there's there's at least six names that come to mind of of people who are are worthy of talking about their in their performances in 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting on the list, Mark Hammond. Yeah, he, he's the winner in 2018 modified class. He start or he ended the season extremely strong. He he was uh, he won the the Sunday at the Sportsman Spectacular. He the next weekend that we raced for points was Labor Day weekend, I believe. He was mm-hmm. in at four cars when the rains came. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you know so and then the next day he runnered up. Mm-hmm. So he had three weekends right there in a row where he only lost one round. Yeah, and got him right up into over the, the course thick of three of weekends. Yeah, yep, and it put him right up in this into the top, and he, that's where he ended up. And and a solid, consistent performance before that. So it, Mark Hammond's on our on our short list of of eligible drivers, I would say. Yeah, and then Trey Goodson, mm-hmm. Trey's performance in his last year as junior dragsters. Was was extremely well. He he showed a lot of talent, and yeah. from what I understand, Trey is going to be moving into a big car next year, and it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You might you met Trey? Uh, you know, the very first two day race we had in May was the fifth and sixth. Uh, he okay. He won that Sunday, the second day, and yep. then he's just quietly been kind of doing good, going rounds. He had another runner up in there at least. I can't really remember. I'd have to go through all the stats to see how many times he actually won. But he's just kind of quietly uh, biding his time and doing good, and he ended up winning the points. Yeah, and, and good for, good for Trey and, and good for Ernie and, and the whole Goodson family. I mean, those, those guys are a bunch of really, really good guys and, and definitely deserve uh, yeah. to be mentioned and to the points champion in, in junior extra category. I think another and, honor, honorable mention is, is uh, definitely Steve Messick. Oh, for sure. You know, a repeat winner here at, at the – I think last year he went three rounds at Memphis. I think he told me. Yeah, he went a few rounds in Memphis right. and and was looking good down there. And I think he lost on a really tough run. I mean, just mm-hmm. something that you know you, you pull in the lanes and your run's going to beat seventy five or eighty percent of the cars that are there. And uh, he just he didn't pull it in the lanes right. Did you know that he ended up in third place in both top and street? Yeah, How about that's that? unbelievable. Driving two different cars. Yeah, and, and um, just. About twenty-two rounds he won in each each class. That's not, pretty. The impressive. guy just runs around driving. I mean, every time you see Steve, he's driving a car to the staging way. <laughs> <laughs> he's running all three classes over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, you know, every weekend. So, Steve's definitely an honorable mention, and and you know, another one is is my brother Kyle Wanamaker, definitely. winner in the winner in street. And if you combined, and this is just going off the top of my head, if you combined the number of round wins between him and Donnie Hagar and street. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that they were in nearly every round of competition. Yeah. At least well, one of them was. I would look back a little bit. And if you recall that first weekend, again, that fifth and sixth, uh, Ron Hager won on Saturday over Kyle. And then yep. Kyle won over Ron Hager on Sunday. On Sunday. The yep. next week, I think our single race, we uh, Ron Hager won. So he was dominant in the beginning 
Oh, he was right up there in the beginning. Right, and so he led the points, and then we, uh, you know, had the big break, and then we he came back. But those other two guys started bubbling up near the end, and facing each other oh, yeah. in all those finals. I know. And then, I... And then it uh, was him and Donnie battling it out at the end. Right, right. But Kyle came out on top, and, sure and I don't know how many how many races he won this year, but I know it was it was quite a bit. And I mean, there was each of them had over four hundred points. In yeah, class, yeah, so class. 40 plus some some rounds. Right, no exactly. Question about it. But that's going to, those are all honorable mentions, and we discussed this a little bit during the day today, Gary and mm -hmm. I did, mm -hmm. and we decided that this was basically a two-horse race Yep. between Donnie Hagar and Evan Mutchler. Right. So let's, let's start with Evan. Let's start with Evan. Evan Mutchler. Four, Evan. 14 final rounds this year. 14 final rounds and 10 wins. <laughs> Between 131 and mid-Michigan. Yes, he unbelievable. Won, he also won the Bottom Bowl Bash. Yep. Uh, he won the IHRA Sportsman Spectacular for an Ironman and a winner at the Midwest Junior Super Series for one of those big daddy trophies, right? Yes. Wow. And then he won the then, finals. Unbelievable. Yes, uh, absolutely stellar performance. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Looking down through the, the the results that Tracy sent me this this year, starting the first weekend in August, mm -hmm. Evan won every weekend in August. <laughs> Which is so a full weekend, right? Ball bash. A lot of two-day yeah, weekends, and, right? Yeah. So at least one of the days, he won a race. Mm -hmm. So bottom ball bash, junior director Bonanza, he won on August 4th. He won at the Northern Nationals on August 11th. Mm -hmm. He won an Ironman at the IHRA Sports and Spectacular on August 18th. Mm -hmm. On August 26th, he won his age group at the Midwest Junior Super Series race mm -hmm. for a big daddy. Yeah. Now, Labor Day weekend, he was still in at, at four cars. This was the last weekend of points. Right. Saturday, he, he struggled a little bit. Sunday, he was doing really well. And he had uh, Braden Peters hot on his trail for, right. the, for the points lead. Mm -hmm. And it was... And I remember three out of the four, I can't remember the fourth junior extra that was still in uh, of that round, but Braden Peters was in front of Evan and Jace. Braden's wind light did not turn on. So that sealed up the championship for Evan Munchler. Mm -hmm. And Jace turned around and beat Evan in that semifinal round. So the, the one gap that's in here where he didn't win, he lost in the semis. <laughs> right. And then he picked it up on the ninth, on September 9th to win the Funny Car Nationals. Jeez. And then again on September 15th, he won the Junior Dragsters at, at Bracket Finals. Yeah. So that's like uh, seven, eight weeks in a row? Seven wins yeah. in, over the course of so eight weeks. Eight, eight weeks. And that's something. Yeah, there was, there was one hole in there. So mm -hmm. just an absolutely unbelievable performance yeah. by Evan Mutchler that – I'm not sure I've seen anything like it, especially in, in any class. Right. It, let alone junior dragsters, which, mm -hmm. you know, they can be fairly unpredictable. There's a lot of lot of working parts to those that, that tend to get a little finicky at times. But that's just a that's a huge testament to the tuning abilities of Tracy Mutchler mm -hmm. and the you know the maintenance program, everything that's involved mm -hmm. to, yeah. to put Evan Mutchler in fourteen final rounds and ten wins. Now back in uh 06 to 08, uh, Ryan Hill was pretty dominant 
in the, the yes, master class. You know, he won all three years in a row. But never since then have we ever seen this kind of dominance, nor have we no. certainly ever seen it with an 890 advanced car. No, no, not at all. And this is Evan's third championship in a row. Okay. So he won his last year in 1190. He won the championship both years in 890. And he is coming after the 790 championship next year. And and I don't have any <laughs> doubts in my mind that he's not capable. Oh, he won't <laughs> miss a beat, no doubt. N- not at all. Yeah. So that's 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 Evan Mutchler's highlights. So this other guy, Donnie Hager. Yes. 19 finals this year? And, and 10 finals. wins between, you know, 131, Ubley, Mid-Michigan, Milan, and Norwalk, right? Yep. And that's not counting two final rounds in golf carts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are, these, this is, this is uh, real car racing. So yeah. he won two golf cart races. He won, won two golf cart races. Yeah. 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 You know, just, just cause he turns wind lights on. Yeah. And this was also driving at least three different cars. As well, right? There, you know the, the the nineteen finals and ten wins. Mm-hmm. He's been most dominant in Heinz Haller's truck, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, he did he did run Ron Kern's Camaro at Norwalk and picked up a ten grand win at the No Box Bonanza. Mm-hmm. So and then the, the first time of, the, the shootout at the F- SFG race, he was uh, in Heinz's truck for that. Yep, yep. And he he went he went really deep. He either won or run it up. The first weekend he he ran on his truck in mm-hmm. top ET, leaving off the bottom, and then they went to Ubley the next weekend. He picked up a win there, and and that's when that kind of cemented the deal between Donnie Hagar and and Heinz and Stacy Haller. Mm-hmm. That Heinz is stepping out and Donnie's stepping in, and and he's just going to go get him some paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, a couple of things I'd like to say about Donnie is you know we've watched him grow up at the track and and just do better and better every year. But he is headed for some pretty wonderful things. He could go two ways, I think, with his racing career. One, he could be a driver for hire, you know, just like we see Scotty Richardson or like Jake Hodge or any of those guys, you know, they can jump in anything and do well. Or he could get his own equipment and be a, you know, professional racer on his own. I I have no doubt he could do either one, you know, and and it's it's kind of funny how you don't see somebody come along like this. I mean, could he be the next Tanner Gray? You know, where where could this come out? Where could it end? You I'm never sure know. People are, have noticed him, uh, but he is definitely the real thing. He's definitely the real deal. This is not a fluke. He's just, you know, he spent all those years. I remember in the early years, prior to the banquet, I was asking him about the practice tree and how oh, yeah. uh, he and his dad would spend three hours a night on the practice tree, five days a yeah. week, every, every single week. And now it's just become so second nature to him. Obviously, he probably doesn't have to spend that kind of time on it because it just clicks in his brain. doesn't matter right. what he's driving. And, and uh, that kind of abilities can, can come out of the Midwest part of the country here and really go somewhere yeah. big. Absolutely a huge amount of talent that, that Donnie Hagar has. And, and like you said, I mean, he just he goes up there and let's go. And it's, it's on time. Every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If Donnie's late, he's 20, maybe 30 if he's really late. Yeah. You know, he's not super aggressive where he's red lighting a lot. I mean, I would say, and this is, this is I have zero data to back this up, but mm-hmm. if I had to guess an average reaction time in competition this year, it's got to be somewhere in the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 or less. Be. Yeah, right around there. Right. I wouldn't doubt it a bit. But, uh, so, 
just a just a huge huge season for Donnie Hagar. He picked up his first big check, you know, like we talked about in mm-hmm. in Norwalk for the for the ten, the grand. 10 grand, yeah, mm-hmm. and showed up at the SFG race, got in a thirty two car shootout, won that for four grand, and it just kept rolling from there. And such a fine young so, man. He's still he humble. He's uh, still soft spoken. You know, I watched him between rounds there on on Saturday at the bracket finals, and he's he's walking around. He's you could tell he's he's amped up. Uh, yep. But but still, just he'll tell you all about what he's doing, what uh, what's going on, what he did last, and and that he's he's quick to, quick to talk about it, but just doesn't really. He's still humble, I guess I should say. Oh yeah, he, definitely. He's, he's really uh, you know his. Uh, I got to meet his mom at the uh, banquet last year, and and she's just an okay. absolute sweetheart. I think he you know her and and Ron have come up with a, a, an amazing young man here. Oh, definitely. And, and I, I think it's uh, it's just destined for bigger and better things. But you know what iced it for me? To win two golf cart races. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, uh, that's out of 60, solid. 70 that's some really people, solid. he jumps in a golf cart and wins that too? Yep. That's off the yep. charts. That's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just highlighting a couple young men's extremely good season. Yeah. Up next, we are joined by Tyler Fisher. Tyler has been a racer here at US 131 in the past. He's uh, had a couple of different stints. I believe he moved down to Texas for a little while, and he's also ran a couple of national events on a pro stock motorcycle. So, Tyler, how's it going, man? It's going good, guys. Hey, good to hear from you, Tyler. Good. Thanks for having so, me. So, just a little bit about you. I mean, we anybody who's been around 131 for any amount of time knows you and your dad and your uncle. You know, as, as far as racing motorcycles and stuff, tell us a little bit about how you got started racing. I just got started with my dad, pretty much. Uh, he dug me around, uh, you know, the, the series that we followed. Um, you know, I was probably five or six when I started going with him and <laughs> just watching and learning. And, uh, and then we, uh, we actually got a bike from a good friend of ours, uh, Mike and Vicky Cassidy. They had a son pass away, uh, that, that raced a two stroke, uh, one of the Yamaha RD three fifties. And, um, they, they donated the bike to us and we, and then I got started and just, uh, kind of took off from there. Loved it ever since and kind of put everything I got into it since I was about 13 years old. And that's about how old you were when you first started going down the racetrack on a motorcycle too, isn't it? Yeah, on a, on a bigger, <laughs> bigger bike, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Small town track USA. Uh-huh. <laughs> he got to start racing when he was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably looked like I was about nine, but I was 13. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, and, and you've actually been in competition on a pro stock motorcycle as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my, uh, again, my dad, he gave me the opportunity. I think in 2012, I went down to the Frank Hawley's, uh, pro stock motorcycle school, uh, with George Price and, and Frank Hawley and kind of, kind of got my feet wet down there, learned, learned some pretty, pretty neat things. Um, just as far as staging the bike and, uh, different, different techniques that, that help that you don't think would help, but it's just uh, small things that, that really do, uh, kind of improve your riding skills. And, um, 
And then I guess it was in 2015, I got an opportunity with Gary Stouffer and the underdog team uh, to lease one of their bikes. Um, we ran the, the Chicago uh, Route 66 event, hit the wall, very first qualifying pass in front of a whole crap load of people. And uh, that was pretty tough to, to shake off, kind of shook me up a little bit, but we, we got back out there and uh, we didn't qualify that weekend. We ended up in the 17th spot, so we missed the, the bump spot. Hmm. Um, and then I was I wanted to I wanted to give it another shot. I didn't want to I didn't want to try it and 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 not, and just give up. And uh, we went back out to Denver the following weekend, and and we got qualified out there and got us got a shot at Ellie Tonga at first round and that was that was a neat deal. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah. That was uh, 2015 you said Tyler? Yeah, 20 uh let's see it's actually that would have been in 2016. Okay, just 2 years ago. 2 years ago, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What I mean that's that's an awesome experience and and I mean that's to, to go from Chicago to Denver, I, I can't imagine the bike set up anywhere near the same way. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, they have to, they have to make a ton of adjustments on jetting. And, uh, I mean, the bikes pretty much, you know, without readjusting everything fall on their face up there in the mountains. So, um, but I thought it was a good, good one to do. Uh, the field's a little bit, you know, you're about two tenths slower up there, so it kind of, kind of brought everything a little bit easier as far as just jumping out there for the first time. Sure, sure, man. What an awesome experience. That's kind of a one of those bucket list type of things I would imagine <laughs> for for you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. Well, let's talk about the real reason why we've got you here tonight, and that is the seventh annual Amp Snow Shootout and Dash for Cash this coming weekend at US 131 Motorsports Park. Can you tell us a little bit about that event this weekend? Yeah, so the event kicks off on Thursday. Um, Jamie Bellman hosts the uh, the American Snowmobile Shootout. Um, that's, that's something he's been doing for the last, I believe it's his 15th year up at Martin. Um, and then we kind of stepped in to, to help the motorcycle side uh, seven years ago. And We've, we've teamed up with Jamie and uh, I think we've, we've put on a pretty good show since, since we started and it's, it's grown and taken off each year. Um, last year we had 200 sleds on the property. I think we were right around 130 to 140 motorcycles. Um, it's a neat deal. We got a live band on Saturday night uh, that, that starts at nine o'clock. Uh, we do a big fireworks show later on that night. Um, so Thursday, there's a, a private track rental, uh, sleds or bikes. Um, that's a full day on the track, mm -hmm. you know, the whole place to yourself. Um, I think that's $250 to enter. And then Friday, we have a daytime test and tune from 10 until 5. Uh, that's 70. And then, of course, 131 has their regular test and tune there Friday night. And then we'll kick off with qualifying and racing Saturday morning, and and we'll go Saturday and Sunday until we until we get everything in and and get the event complete. Man, wow. sounds like a full weekend. 
That, yeah. that, is, that is amazing. Yeah. You're supposed to have some of the, uh, they say some of the fastest snowmobiles there with turbocharged and some nitro outlaw snow machines as well. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there, there's a, a bunch of people, uh, from Canada that come down with the sleds and mm -hmm. they put on a heck of a show. Um, you know, seven second turbo, 600 horsepower snowmobiles, um, trying to go on on asphalt instead of snow it's always interesting <laughs> watching them <laughs> you know it's a it's a big tuning challenge uh to keep those things hooked up yeah. um and then the bikes we got we got a great turnout that we're looking for um we got bikes from ohio indiana uh wisconsin missouri um tennessee coming up to make the trip and and we offer a we offer some some of the best purses in the country for for bracket and sportsman racers on the bike side that weekend. Man, that's awesome! Oh. That's awesome. And and then I'm looking at your the information on Facebook here, and it says we've got you have six different motorcycle classes. Can you tell us just a little bit about the bike classes and also the the snowmobile classes? Uh, yeah, the bike classes um, we we have a pro ET, so that's a delay box. Uh, you know, just like a top ET type class, uh, bracket dial in, um, that one pays 3000 to win Saturday and 3000 to win Sunday, uh, two separate races. Um, then we have our street ET, which is street bikes only hand clutch street tire, you know, working headlight taillight, something that you would, mm -hmm. you would cruise in to work on. Um, and that class is again, Saturday and Sunday, uh, a thousand to win each day. Um, we have, uh, our, our sportsman index class, our 820 class, which is a, a four tenths pro tree, uh, 820 index. And that's a, a super competitive class. Um, we got our Midwest hand clutch shootout. Uh, that's pretty much anything goes nitrous turbo combination, uh, heads up. Uh, no scoreboards, so nobody <laughs> knows what their times are. Um, it's it's first one to the finish line with a with a wind light. Um, and that's and, then, and that's letting go with a hand clutch too, right? Yeah, that's those not are a, that's clutch. no slider clutch. No sliders. Yep, that's a that's a got to be a true OEM hand clutch with uh, you know uh, guys are gonna they're gonna be putting some horsepower down too with oh, that man. class. Neat. So, and then uh, we got. We got our pro exhibition and our grudge, uh, which always brings out uh, some some pretty neat machines. Uh, we've had six second bikes there in the past, turbo street tire bikes. Um, wow! Out there testing, and uh, and then we also have some 460 index bikes that are going to make the trip, um, and that's an eighth mile uh, 460 index. So they're you know, they're probably 720 bikes in the quarter mile, uh, you know, out there index racing. So, man, that's yeah. awesome. Full lineup. That is awesome. Sounds like quite a variety. We got uh, eighth mile, quarter mile, pro tree index classes. We got no boards. We got boards. Yeah. We're going to keep them busy up there in the tower, <laughs> switching all that stuff over. <laughs> yeah. I uh, try to, I try to make it a little easier with, on Jay this year, we took one class out from last year, so <laughs> it won't be quite a quite as much. But just a tad you know, easier. And, then, and the sleds, uh, you know, the, they got the outlaw 
sleds that are going to be there and those things are insane to watch um 180 miles an hour uh you know pretty much first first one out of the gate first one to the finish line um there's a i know jamie's got like four index classes i think he's got a 9.0 a 950 a 10.0 and a 1050 index Mm -hmm. so that's always gonna that's always a competitive competitive lineup and then they they put up some really good uh purse money for their for their bracket class as well i think i think that's way up there on on purse money somewhere like five thousand to win so mm-hmm. oh no kidding wow yeah. man that's a lot wow. of money going on for, for bikes and, and sleds it's it's a big one for us mm-hmm. so yeah that's awesome you know uh, J- so it I was going to just say, uh, just a side note, that Jamie Bellman and his daughter Claire came to the uh, Funny Car Nationals, and they actually uh, watched one round from the V, and this was the first time Claire had ever seen anything like that, and uh, she couldn't quite get over it. It was it was amazing. Her her reaction was just just it just took her breath away. So. That, yeah, that's uh, that's one spot on the starting line. That's yeah. So not anyhow. like anything else. But Jamie, of course, the Bellman Oil is a track sponsor of ours, and so they'll be fully involved here this weekend too man what it's it sounds like a great weekend this weekend now i'm assuming that just anybody can come out and watch and hang out walk around and talk with the you know the guys that are wrestling the especially the fast bikes and sleds down the racetrack what what does it take to for a a spectator to get in this weekend uh, spectators for a full weekend, including camping, uh, Thursday through Sunday is 40 bucks. Wow. Um, single day. If you, uh, just come out for one day, $15. Um, and it's, uh, action, you know, there it's, it's a full lineup. Um, we'll be running from, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning until probably nine o'clock at night on Saturday. Um, welcome to walk around the pits and, Come say hi, check everything out, and uh, and ask as many questions as as possible. Man, that sounds like a great time this weekend. And the the weather's looking like it's going to be excellent and like cooler temperatures. Not like we had this last weekend where it was warm and humid, but it sounds like uh, some big numbers will be up on the scoreboards. If you if you're a motorcycle fan of any kind and you don't have any plans this weekend, or you do have some plans, change your plans and, and make sure to, to head up to US-131 Motorsports Park and check out the Amsnow Shootout and Dash for Cash motorcycle event. That's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as well as a private test session on Thursday. Really, really reasonable ticket prices to get in, and, man, what a, what a great event. Yeah, it would be great to have, have as many people out as we as we can have out there and uh you know saturday again we got the live band so stick around saturday night uh they put on a great show every year that that starts right about nine o'clock and uh you know we got fireworks something something for everybody out there sounds like fun that's awesome it does that sounds sounds great well tyler thank you very much for joining us and taking a few minutes out of your day to to talk a little bit about this weekend's festivities and we're really, uh, really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for uh, for having me on and the call. Yeah, best of All luck right. to you this weekend, Tyler. Yeah, good luck, and I hope everything goes well. Okay, we'll see you guys in a few days. Great. All right, thanks, Tyler. Thank you. Well, that was a good interview with Tyler Fisher. 
I, uh, I always enjoy talking with Tyler. He's, he's a, he's a, a great young man and a huge ambassador for the sport, especially when it comes to motorcycle racing. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun and only $15 to watch. That's a great man, deal. That's it is. And, and the weather's going to be great this weekend. Make your plans to come out and check that event out. I, I'm sure you will not be disappointed. You bet. So that's going to pretty much put a wrap on episode 19 of modified to the lanes. But we do have a little bit to discuss, uh, you know, at our, our next show. Our goal for our next show is to get the drivers that will be representing Team US 131 and Division 5 at the IHRA World Finals in Memphis. We, we want to talk with them and, and just more or less wish them luck and just, and just talk with them a little bit and, and see what their travel plans are and and see how they're feeling heading into the probably the biggest race of most of their lives, you know, at the IHRA World Finals. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at, you know, just ahead of that. So probably October 17th or late on the 16th, that's a Tuesday is the 16th. Mm -hmm. We'll be recording and it'll be either released, you know, Tuesday evening or, or the Wednesday following. But we do, we do want to get Rick Morley, Mark Hammond, Donnie Hagar, Steve Messick, Trey Goodson, and Evan Mutchler. We'd like to like to talk with them a little bit. And, you know, like we said, we want to wish them well, wish them luck, and just get a chance to get them fired up and, and ready to go. And hopefully, hopefully we'll be, they'll be bringing back three world champion Ironmen oh, back yeah. to US 131. No, that's a good team of, of very good racers. We're going to be well represented down there at the at Memphis at the World Finals, and I, I hope the best, of, the very best for all these races. I, if we can pull this off, if we can get them all on the phone at, at one time or, or e even individually for the podcast, it'd be great to, for us and our listeners to give them a chance to cheer them on. Yeah, that's, that's our goal somehow or another. We'll, uh, we'll work out the logistics of that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, don't expect a podcast next week, and we'll, uh, we'll have that one sometime, like we said, in the middle of October. And from that point forward... We will probably go down to like once a month, and we'll uh, we'll let you know on on Facebook when when to expect a podcast, as we you know as we have things to talk about, and we'll go from there. But Sounds that good. is going to do it for episode nineteen of Modified to the Lanes, US one thirty one Motorsports Park podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show, and. Yeah, it's we've we've had a really really fun season of doing this. I hope that you've all enjoyed it as much as we have, and we will be talking with you here in just a few weeks ahead of the IHRA World Finals. It's been uh, it's been a great ride, uh, Justin. It's, uh, it was kind of your idea, and I've just been along for the ride, but I've really enjoyed it this year. We, we've had a good Man. time with the podcast. I hope our listeners appreciate it as well. It's been a lot of fun, and, and I'm already looking forward to next year. Me too. All right. Well, thanks, Gary. Thanks, Cameron, our producer. And thank you all, our listeners. And until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you around. You bet. See you now.